What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 46. One important 46 we all should remember is Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines sucks. Uh, more notable 46. So as uh, this guy is Bleach Report's uh, most famous number 46, I guess they had that for mm-hmm. an article, and that is Lee Smith. Former closer for the Cardinals in 80s, I think, maybe 90s. But uh, Hall of Famer inducted in 2003. One of the all-time greats at that position in baseball, obviously. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Uh, I mean, we got... It's a really, really good show today. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot of of baseball. We're going to have the first half talking about football and uh, the NBA draft that's coming up on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So... Kind of, that kind of came like really abruptly. I feel like with how the season ended, and then now, oh, yeah. now to here. Maybe if I just how our episodes were like, if we mm-hmm. did our episodes every Saturday, it'd be a little different, yeah. or a different day. But Tuesday here, we had the draft in two days. Season ended just a week ago. We got we got a whole bunch to talk about: basketball, football, baseball. But first off, let's do our openers. And my opener is a foul ball. It's a very simple foul ball in the sixth inning, um, an 0-1 count to Jared Kelenic, uh <laughs> Saturday night. He hit a little uh, line drive foul ball into the third base side uh, stands, and uh, a nice a nice grab was made by a fan over there in Seattle. And that was me, actually, so we got the ball. The first ever. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. That was uh, <laughs> the first foul ball I've ever caught. Uh, kind of funny it happened on a Mariners game, considering that was only the second game I've ever been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the A's games, never caught one before and been pr- there probably 100 times. So that's kind of interesting, but uh, happy I got one on the board. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, uh, my opener is going to be the men's street final. We finally got skateboarding in the Olympics. <laughs> it was a great one. Um, you know, the big favorite in this was USA's Nigel Houston. He's good friends with Tony Hawk. He's in the video game every year. Uh, but he didn't have a very good final. He didn't. He only landed one of his tricks, so he finished seventh. Uh, USA had Jagger Eaton, young star with the bronze, and uh, <sighs> Horigome from Japan. Uh, I believe it's Yudo Horigome got the gold. He was flying through the air. So, I mean, I wasn't upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was rooting for the USA guys, but this dude was just like a bird floating <laughs> through the air and landing all of his tricks. So, congratulations to Yuto. <laughs> well, more Olympics uh, coming up at halftime. But for the rest of the first half, we're going to spend talking about football and mm-hmm. uh, basketball and the draft that's coming up here very soon. Uh, so, first off, we have, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They both mm-hmm. posted... A somewhat cryptic uh, photo on their Instagram stories uh, over the weekend. It wasn't really cryptic, though, because we all kind of knew what it meant. It was Scottie yes. Pippen and Michael Jordan, uh, a little fist bump that they had. They posted the exact same time, exact same picture. And then next thing you know, they're reporting to camp, and we all kind of know what this means. It's the last dance. It's the last dance for those two. Uh, what happens after that is going to be a whole different story. We're not going to talk about that today. But yeah. We're just talking about this year. But Rodgers and Adams back, we, we talked about our like very early football show a couple weeks ago where we said that we don't really think the Packers are going to be all that. They didn't have Rodgers and uh, – well, we didn't think – we thought Adams was going to be with the team, obviously. But yeah. uh, having Rodgers there kind of makes that that. And uh, now that he's there, does this immediately make the Green Bay Packers an NFC contender once again? 
If they are there, uh, of course they're going to be NFC contenders. They're two of the greatest ever to do it. But what I'm afraid of is not that I'm you know a Packers fan, but that they're just showing up to camp just to show teams, you know, hey, I'm I'm ready to go this year. Make an offer. Let's go. Yeah, it's 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 kind of similar crazy. to what Watson. We'll get to Watson's situation. Yeah, but, we'll talk to Watson yeah. or not talk to Watson, <laughs> but we'll talk about Watson in <laughs> halftime. Uh, but yeah, this obviously makes them NFC contenders again. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it puts them above the Bears, uh, but the Bears still have that that door kind of open where they can mm-hmm. they can slide in there and take that divisional spot. Uh, but I mean, the game's best wide receiver in my opinion, and the game's most talented quarterback that we've seen yes. in in probably NFL history and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And and when they're on the same team, we've seen the magic that that they've done. Obviously, great two fancy guys uh, that you want to <laughs> have in your drafts if you if you get them. But uh, yes, this makes them NFC contenders. I don't think they're going to be as good as the team they were last year. And sure. I'd be curious to see if if this team gets off to a slow start. Say they go three and five or three and four. Start trading everybody. And I don't know if they start trading, but see what the the mood change is on that on, between <laughs> those two guys and what the Aaron Rodgers is very. He's a very charismatic person. And yeah. He's He's very smart in the way that he talks and uh, the things that he says to mm-hmm. mean certain things. And those post game interviews, if they're down bad as far as the team goes, should be quite fun to watch. Yeah. Well, all I know is it's a big year for Eric Stokes <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan Love. Yes. Perhaps. Uh, so hopefully he learns how to throw a football. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But now we're going to predict some other things in the NFL. Uh, we're going to predict five different things: the pass yards leader, the rushing leader, the receiving yards leader, the sacks leader, and the interceptions leader. Uh, for this 2021-2022 season upcoming, mm-hmm. this is still a very early thing. We'll probably do this again uh, yeah. uh, the week before the, the season starts, but we just want to get this out there now so we can say, hey, yeah, I called it, or hey, t- you were completely off, you got hurt week one. Usually the latter. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> first off, pass yards in the NFL, mm. who's leading it? If you listened to the show last week, you know – where I stand here. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to break some records this year because of the 17 games. And, uh, you know, he's my MVP. I have him leading in passing yards, maybe even breaking 55 touchdowns. Yeah, the whole records thing, uh, as far as, like, single-season totals, I feel like are going to be broken for a lot of things. Mm. Maybe not receiving because uh, that's a little hard to get to with uh, Jerry Rice's records. But uh, yes, <laughs> uh, the single-season stuff definitely has a good chance to be broken because the extra game just adds a whole other chance for a 200-yard game or a gap game, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But uh, passing yards leader, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I mean, they threw the okay. ball a lot last year. Uh, they still have some great targets with them. Obviously, yeah. Stephon Diggs is issues right there. Issues at running back. Yeah, issues at running back and perhaps some issues in the clubhouse concerning the vaccine mm. uh, but we're not going to get into that and i have josh allen as the all right the leader in passing yards for this upcoming season what about rushing yards for you Scott? rushing yards i'm gonna go with jonathan taylor from the colts uh over his career i know he's only played one year in the nfl i just mean he had a long college career too uh no fumbles any no injuries pretty much knock on wood of course uh, but the team's going to be centered around him. Uh, Carson Wentz with the play action is always good. And they got Eric Fisher to fill that left tackle hole. Uh, they're going to be running like crazy this year. Yeah, I feel there's two names that popped to my mind when, when I saw this question. One was Derrick Henry, mm. and the second one was Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is a very good sleeper candidate for this 
this job, but I, I think he has a good chance to lead the league in yards per carry. Yeah. But with how much Derrick Henry gets the ball, I mean, he's going to get the ball 330 times this year now with yeah. that extra game, uh, assuming, obviously, that he doesn't get hurt. So I think I think it's so hard to go away from Derrick Henry. It is hard. Just but how I, he's done in the last two years. It's it's just a different game over there in Tennessee. That's all I, I have That's true. for you. <laughs> Definitely is. Uh, they, they go crazy. Uh, next up, receiving yards. Oh, hold on, guys. Gotta, <laughs> I, have I don't a, even know that people can hear that. Just, yeah, pause, gang. All right. Uh, anyways, receiving yards. Um, I couldn't really pick one here. It's um, rough. It's very tough. Of course, there's Hopkins. He's going to be up there all year long. Travis, how uh, you know pronounce it is up in the air right now. Kels, Kelsey. What? You didn't hear about that? He said no. he said he wants to be called Travis Kels. No, I have not heard yeah. about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he's going to be up there, of course. You know, if Patrick Mahomes is going to lead the league in, ru- in passing yards, uh, Kelsey's going to be up there. And I have Robbie Anderson, a dark horse guy. Mm. Um, he was 9 or 10 this year with a weird quarterback situation. Now getting a guy who he's comfortable with, I think he could break out. Yeah, I think Diggs is a good candidate here, obviously. Mm. with how If things go to plan with how I said for passing yards, he's going to have one main target, and that guy is Diggs. So it makes sense for him to be the top guy. I like Hopkins. I like Devontae Adams, yeah. uh, assuming that that whole stuff is yes. figured out and everything. Uh, but I'm going to go Stephon Diggs as my number one candidate for receiving yards on the season. Nope to Sacks. Sacks, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. He was really close last year, and he missed two games. Uh, and, you know, extra game this year. He isn't going to be slamming any helmets, I don't think. Yeah. He's going to be staying on the field and... Another situation where I just picked a great fit. You know, that defense is centered completely around him on the edge. So, there you go. Yeah, uh, there's a whole bunch of different interesting narratives in this uh, situation. You can go with T.J. Watt. You can go with uh, Miles Garrett, like Skyler said. You can go with the good old favorite Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. But... I don't think he's going to lead the league in sacks just because how much attention he gets. Fuck, I mean, and probably, in the interior, they'll probably have five linemen on him now, especially now with another guy being on Michael Brockers off that line. Mm. Uh, could go Chase Young, but what I'm going to go with is Nick Bosa. I think he, he was obviously amazing <laughs> his rookie year. Niner fans love to hear how good he is, and he's amazing. Obviously, tore his ACL last year on some interesting turf. Uh, so we've got a train going on in the background. Yep. Just the train. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. It's so damn loud, though. I'm assuming that you can. So yeah. we'll sit here for a little bit. But I'm going with Joey, not Joey, Nick Bosa. Nicholas. Uh, coming back off of the torn ACL, uh, I think he's got a good chance to get it. And with how good the Niners' defense was a couple years ago, I know DeForest Buckner isn't there. Uh, obviously wasn't there last year either, but... Nick Bosa is a good candidate for this. Sure. Now on to interceptions. Interceptions. Uh, again, there's a couple guys. You know, not everyone can lead the league in interceptions, I feel, mm-hmm. at least. But I'm going to go with J.C. Jackson. He was number two last week. Um, you know, ever since Gilmore in New England started getting a little iffy uh, with his man coverage, uh, J.C. Jackson's just been the guy over there. And, you know, with Tua and Zach Wilson in the division, they're going to make some mistakes. I like those odds. 
This is always a weird question because mm. having the most interceptions doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you're the best. Because mm. uh, Jalen Ramsey is the guy that is so good that if you're the quarterback, you just don't look in his direction. So his interception numbers is never going to be that 7-8 high number that we yeah. see. It, I mean, a safety could get it. Fitzpatrick. Uh, but I'm going to go with probably the boldest prediction out of all mm. here. And I'm going J.C. Horn. I J. think that would be awesome like to see a rookie get that record because it's so – not record, but uh, the mark the for this year, the lead for this year. Because it's so often that you see young defensive backs just come into the league and suck because of the the skill gap and the, the yeah. learning curve that there is at the defensive back position. But J.C. Horn, I mean, we haven't seen a single thing that says, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to have that curve. Mm. He, he's already pretty much there. So I'm going to go J.C. Horn. Uh, I'll see how that goes. Though. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a bold take. Why not make one now rather than uh, yeah. prior to week one? So uh, there's that. Now on to basketball. We have the draft mm-hmm. on Thursday. We always see big trades, big moves in the NBA offseason. Uh, last year, Chris Paul was a big one. You're, I mean, Russell Westbrook, another big one. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal's on the market, perhaps. Damian Lillard's on the market, perhaps. Some other stars as well. What's going to be the biggest surprise or biggest trade that we're going to see on Come draft night or the, mm. the days leading up to it. I'm going to go with a safe pick here. I think OKC is either going to trade Kemba or SGA. We heard some SGA rumors for the number one pick. I don't think it'll be for the number one pick. Maybe for future picks. Maybe for even a player. But, you know, draft night is uh, when teams like to dump the uh, the cap and the veterans. Or guys that don't fit in their long-term plans like Kemba Walker might yeah. not. I'm not going to make this – I'm not going to make a pick here because I'm mm. not super educated yeah, on yeah, this yeah. subject. But I – I mean, Bradley Beal seems like a guy that could definitely be on the move. Obviously, yeah. him going to the Warriors would be something that I think would be cool. But, uh, my, I mean, it might be realistic. Who knows at this point with uh, what's going on there. The thing there. is, not even the teams know. You know, our our guy Alex, who uh, comes on the show sometimes, was telling me, like, oh, this guy's you know, uh, has some hype around him. You know, the truth is, the teams are putting out the hype. The media is. Yeah. And no one really knows until draft night, not even the GM. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but biggest surprise, if I had to go really, really bold, it is that Cade Cunningham does not go number one. That is insane. And that, that is insane. <laughs> that is insane. And I'm not going to say, like, oh, I'm Carl Batista and this is my pick. It's mm. just out there. It's out there. And I'm just going to let it float and see where it goes. Kate Cunningham not being number one, especially if Detroit has that pick, would right. be something I think might happen. Now let's actually talk about those top picks in the draft. And Skyler's yeah. got a nice little top seven mock draft that we have. We're only going to go to seven because the Warriors have picked number seven. Now if you want the rest, I can put it on Twitter, put it on the website. Yeah, and after you're done through seven, it kind of gets weird in the NBA too because it's not like the NFL where there's blazing needs at every single yeah. spot. Uh, on the team, and so it kind of just turns into a fuck it, best available type thing. So Or even who has the best tools if yeah. they gain 100 pounds. Yeah, so <laughs> Skyler's going to give you his top seven here. All right, we're going to start it off with the Pistons at number one. They're going to go with Cunningham. I think uh, either it's – I don't want to be the, the fake news guy, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like maybe there was some smokescreen or they just haven't watched any Kate Cunningham tape yet because this guy's the number one player in the class. Uh, number two, Houston. Another situation where they have a lot of vets on the team. They're probably going to want to get rid of them. So I have best player available, Jalen Green. You can ball handle. He, it's kind of like the Anthony Edwards pick from last year where mm-hmm. you kind of need everything. 
So you're just going to take the guy that projects to be an all-star, even if he's not a Hall of Famer, not the highest upside here. Uh, so, yeah, Jalen Green, number two. Uh, number three, I have the Cavs taking Evan Mobley. Another uh, best player available situation. Maybe we see Kevin Love get traded. Man, and also, I've heard uh, the Cavs are looking to trade this pick, too. So that will be interesting. Uh, number four, the Toronto Raptors. They are looking to move Kyle Lowry right now. I have them taking Jalen Suggs, guard out of Gonzaga. It's just a good fit. And again, you'll see, I'm kind of going chalk here. But uh, I'll get into uh, you know some other thoughts I have when we're done with the seven. Uh, number five, Jonathan Kuminga to Orlando. <laughs> Another situation here where they're trying to trade pretty much everybody. We don't know who's safe in Orlando. So here's another situation best player available, like Jalen Green. Not much to say there. Uh, OKC at number six. Uh, This is a team that's trying to move up. But as of right now, I have them taking Scotty Barnes, a wing similar to Patrick Williams out of Florida State last year. Um, Another team that just needs everything. You know, they have all the picks. And they're just going to, you know, take some shots. And then finally, number seven, I have the Warriors taking Keon Johnson, the wing out of Tennessee, a guy with extreme upside. He has the highest vertical jump in the entire class. This just seems like a Warriors guy to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really scared of who the Warriors take Mm because I know at the end of the day they're going to get the job done just like they've always done in the front office. And it's... It's nice knowing that the guys there are going to make the right moves 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, I want to I want to say before we leave the mock draft arena is there will be an international guy going in the top five other than Kuminga, I feel like. Uh, whether that's Giddy from Australia or right now I have uh, Alperin Sengun. If, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, big man from Turkey. Uh going to Charlotte because they need someone to run the pick and roll with LaMelo. I could see him maybe going to Orlando here. And uh, yeah, but you know, the NBA draft's always fun for the reason that some teams just do things for no reason at all. Yeah, that's simply true. (laughs) But that's going to conclude our NBA talk uh, as far as uh, where's your head at goes. Mm -hmm. So we... We'll see you at halftime. Let's go. Nas, why did you do it? You know you got the mad fat fluid when you rhyme. It's halftime. Welcome back to halftime. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is the Bucks winning the NBA Finals uh, in six. This game happened Tuesday night, so it's a little after uh, we concluded our episode 45. Bucks won 105 to 98 with Giannis leading the way, having 50 points. Uh, dropping a 50 ball in Game Six of the Finals is kind of crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. They get their first championship in 50 years. Giannis wins. Uh, finals MVP is expected. He had a crazy game. Was that six? Yeah, Game yeah. Six. I mean, it was it was a great series for the Bucks. Obviously, coming back from down 2-0 and getting the not reverse sweep, but pretty much I mean, it was damn close to yeah. that. So. Uh, Shout out to the Bucks, shout out to Milwaukee, and shout out to the Suns for choking. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys didn't know, somehow, the Olympics are going on right now in Tokyo. Um, quick medal update for everybody. USA has regained number one. It's great to see with 25 medals. Uh, China and Japan are below them. Uh, USA is tied for second with nine gold medals, and they lead uh, both eight in silver and bronze medals. It's great. Uh, we've been killing in swimming, gymnastics, uh, a couple things I want to, you know, give a little preview for uh, the men's park skateboarding event 
is going to be on August 4th, I believe. That's with the half pipes and the flips and shit. Ooh. That's going to be exciting. That's cool. So make sure you turn in, tune into that one, Kyle. I'll try. And also baseball is starting okay. in a couple days. That's pretty cool. So yeah. And also we'll you know give you updates on the basketball too when we get there. Uh, so yeah. And speaking of basketball, there was a big trade yesterday. Uh, Grizzlies and Pelicans. So the Pelicans are sending Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and two future firsts including the 10th overall pick on Thursday, to the Memphis Grizzlies for Jonas Valanciunas and the 17th overall pick. Uh, This is interesting. Looks like a cap dump, maybe, for the Pelicans. Maybe they're going in on another big trade. Uh, But, of course, Jonas Valanciunas going to New Orleans is big. Yeah. Uh, He's been pretty unstoppable offensively, Mm -hmm. especially in the Western Conference. So, uh, you know, we don't see a lot of these trades, like, within – Conference got teams that are pretty similar. You know, mm-hmm. Memphis and New Orleans are going to be battling for that uh, eight seed next year. So interesting to see who wins with the you know Stephen Adams versus Valanciunas. Exactly, they could go up against each other. Stephen Adams is not as good as Valanciunas, though. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I know more as far as fantasy wise, but uh, Valanciunas was a beast last year. For that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we did. We had some news that came out just prior to starting our show today, and that was Xavier Howard. Uh, one of the NFL's pick leaders in the last few years has requested a trade out of Miami. He says mm-hmm. that he's going to conduct his business professionally and going to work every single day, working hard. Uh, but he wants out of Miami. They had some, I guess he didn't agree to a, or he agreed to a contract that he didn't fully understand a few years ago. And uh, now he's <laughs> kind of reaping the, the, I mean, the, countermeasures because of that because yeah. he didn't really look over his contract or his agent didn't or whatever but he's trying to get out of miami and uh wants a new home i don't know any yeah. we haven't really heard of any big fits for him yet maybe to, philly dude yeah due to how how new this news is but uh we'll definitely have more on that <laughs> coming yeah, in, as in a jets fan you know he's been terrorizing us except for maybe one robbie anderson game so this is what we'd like to hear yeah we also had a name change in the mlb mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago we're actually watching uh, that team right now on uh, MLB tonight, but uh, it's the Cleveland Indians changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians starting mm-hmm. in 2022. They revealed their logo. They revealed their whole ad or trailer, whatever you want to call for the name. Little uniform it, review? Yeah, uh, they, they haven't done any uniform. Oh, no, yet, sorry, but, sorry. But sorry, they gave four logo. different logos, and uh, the Cleveland Guardians, it... Uh, it's it's all right, but I think their logo, uh, the mm-hmm. one that has a baseball and it has like little wings around the G yeah. that's flying away, I think that's a cool logo. It kind of gives a little 90s feel, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I definitely like it. If anyone has seen the movie Major League, mm-hmm. uh, the intro, like floating around the city of Cleveland, shows their guardians. It's the big marble statues with like uh, animals on top of the bridges. And that's, uh, you know, a big part of Cleveland. So, Cleveland. So, I like it. I like it. It's not a bad name, I don't yeah. think. Um, and some big news. We'll, we'll break it down completely in halftime, but we just got to talk about it first. Adam Frazier going from the Pittsburgh Pirates to the San Diego Padres. Uh, they got... Tucupita Marcano. Thank you. I couldn't pronounce that name. Anyways, he's, uh, he's main I believe, the number that. five prospect from the San Diego organization. Probably ready to go in a year or two. Yeah, he's been up a little bit this year, but I mean yeah. that was kind of only due to COVID issues as well as some injuries due to uh, Fernando Tatis and Haseon Kim. Mm. Uh, going along with that, that also means that the Padres are starting to shop Eric Hosmer because he's kind of the odd man out in this yeah. situation. I'll tell you who I believe is the odd man out when we get there. All right, so we, we'll <laughs> talk about a little bit more of that 
But of uh, course, you know he's a utility guy. So yeah, uh, uh, Hosmer though. I yeah. mean, his contract is mm. is hefty, and so if they were gonna, going to trade him, there's rumors yeah. that they need to give up quite a big prospect as well. Another trade that happened, uh, pretty much. I mean, right as we ended our episode uh, on Tuesday, I think it happened on Wednesday actually. Uh, Nelson Cruz going to the Rays was one of the first big moves that we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, no completely major prospects going yeah. over. Joe Ryan is a guy who could be in the major leagues in a couple years, but that's about it. Yeah. He's a and, right-handed pitcher. I mean, the Rays get probably the best bat that we see in this uh, trade deadline. Uh, OPSing over 900. Uh, he's been great these last few years, and he's mm-hmm. aging Reversely, I mean, he's, yeah. he seems like he's in his prime now at the age of 41, and Nelson Cruz is a big bat in the Rays. Uh, he's already homered for the Rays a couple twice. times. Homer yeah. twice, yeah. And uh, Tampa Bay, right after this move, pretty much, flipped Rich Hill to the Mets. Uh, this is a guy who is having a pretty good year, but he's old, man. He's an old man. <laughs> so he's going to the Mets who need pretty much – Pitching, like a pretty much every every pitching. kind of pitching, yeah, that you could possibly get, and I'm not sure exactly what they got out of this one. Nothing too special. I mean, Rich Hill, he was good for one month, and he's kind of sucked since then. Oh, it was Tommy Hunter, the veteran, and then uh, minor league catcher Matt Dyer. Okay, so not a big move. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get an arm, any type of arm they could get. Yeah. So we also had another trade here uh, that happened. Uh, it's just. A few hours ago, uh, we'll get more into our opinions here down the line. But as far as the news goes, it was Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero heading to Houston for Joe Smith and uh, Abraham Toro mm. uh, being the return for Seattle. This move doesn't really make sense for Seattle. We'll talk more about it, though, yeah. once we get to that in the second half. All right. What about the uh, A's? The A's, they got really – is it Chafin or Chap? Andrew Chafin. Chafin. Andrew Chafin, the big lefty from the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we traded Greg Diekman was the big name out of there because he has, you know, the most value out of the prospects we sent. Mm-hmm. And this is big. Um, Jake Diekman, our lefty specialist, has not had a great couple of months here for us. And this is the start. Mm-hmm. This is the start of the big deadline for the A's that we're expecting. Uh, We've been needing one for a couple of years now. And, you know, it's it's not a superstar, but it's just a guy you need in your pen. Yeah, you know, guys, That's why I'm kind of stumbling here. It's just, yeah, a guy sporting just <laughs> over a two ERA should be a big help for the A's bullpen, especially in the back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Keller, what about Deshaun Watson, man? Okay, so Deshaun Watson, we talked about this before, how he had about 20 um, – minor claims against him now there's uh 10 criminal cases uh, which is tough but but he has reported to camp for houston and like i previewed a little bit earlier i think this is just to let teams know i'm here to play football you can make an offer on me or whatever if i get cut then come sign me Mm -hmm. uh i'm all about football still so still a little up in the air on that one yeah i'm not sure and we had some major college football news as well we did. Starting in 2025, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. This is pretty huge. Uh, this opens the, the door news. for so many things. I mean, in the SEC... Championship games are going to be crazy. Oh, my God. Texas and Oklahoma have been, you know, if you're not a big college football fan, they've been at the top of the Big 12 for the past pretty much 10 years. And... Uh, looking at the Big 12 side of this, Iowa State... 
now turns into the favorite here. They had a little turnaround, maybe. TCU uh, is that? Are they? TCU's in there. Yeah, Yeah. and Baylor. Mm. Those are the teams that had uh, you know turnarounds, which. I think the biggest part about this is it opens the door for more teams to move to the Big 12, maybe a Boise State or a BYU. Yeah. So I got the last few things here as we wrap up halftime. And the first one is being Yerman Mercedes, the sensation in April, starting his career 8 for 8, hitting 480 in the month of April, retired. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, he was back <laughs> in the lineup the next day for the AAA team in Chicago. Uh, yeah, AAA team. Uh, he did get sent down in June or uh, I think maybe the beginning of July. A weird hiatus for him for that one day, but seeing him yeah. back is good for baseball. It's good for him because uh, you never want those weird situation things to pan out the way that we thought it might have uh, the day that he retired. Yeah, Tony La Russa causing some problems yeah. for the first place club. Yeah, we, we have some other small MLB trades to announce. Uh, nothing too crazy, but... One that kind of sticks out to me is a little reliever trade that the Yankees made where they got 4.58 reliever ear or 4.5 ERA uh, reliever Clay Holmes from the Pirates mm-hmm. in exchange for Diego Castillo and utility man Hoy Park. Hoy I Park. mean, it does, doesn't sound anything crazy, but when you go and look at Hoy Park's AAA stats, he's a 25-year-old, uh, obviously playing in the Yankees farm system the whole year. In AAA, he hit 350 and had an OBP of 475. He's one of the best players in minor league baseball this whole season. Wasn't on the Yankees' top 30 prospect list. This is probably, I mean, I, I would have been, if I was a Pirates fan, this would have been a guy I was happy to get back for a bigger guy like Richard Rodriguez or, mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe a small piece of uh, Adam Frazier or something like that. interesting to see what they could get for Richard Rodgers. Yeah, and Hoy Park is, is a great player. Though, Rodriguez, so. not Rodgers. Yes, sorry. so that's... <laughs> That's the trade there. We also had some other small outfielder trades. The Mets getting Reds outfielder Mark Payton. And the Dodgers getting Mets outfielder Billy McKinney. Some former uh, athletics. Yeah, he's been a journeyman in his career. Uh, But that's all we got for halftime. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to send it to the second half? Yeah. All right. So coming back from halftime, the first thing we're going to talk about is our A's. Uh, We saw the trade for Andrew Chafin last night. Obviously, we do not want to be done with that, though, because we, we know that our team needs some needs some players. Uh, I'll get to what I want after mm-hmm. Skyler makes his point. Yeah. But what are your favorite moves for the A's to make at the deadline in the next mm-hmm. few days? Well, to start it off, like uh, the guy we just talked about, you know, Richard Rodriguez would be great. Mm-hmm. Another righty, uh, similar to the Chafin move. I don't think we would have to give up too much either. Yeah. Uh, but another guy, it's not a big name, and it might not even be our biggest need. I just really like the value we could get. Miggy Rojas from Miami. There was uh, some news about us liking him, and so I did some more research. And uh, the guy gets on base. He plays great defense, and he's going to be cheap because he's a free agent after this year. And even though you know Elvis Andrews has uh, come around a little bit, I still feel like having an extra utility guy who has over a three thirty on base percentage mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah, I definitely think there's a need for two players, one one at bat and one reliever. I think Richard Rodriguez would be a perfect guy to get because he's not going to be super expensive, but it's a guy that can bolster your bullpen in a big way. And adding the two guys in Chafin <laughs> and Rodriguez would be big for the A's because they've had some bullpen blunders down here as of late. But to ensure that those bullpen blus- <laughs> flusters, blusters, whatever you want to call them, don't happen, uh, again, 
You're going to need to go get a bat and a guy that drives and runs. But the weird thing right now is that most of the bats available are big-name guys like Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, Javi Baez, Joey Gallo. And It I just scares me, you know, to give up. You know, it, in the past, it's, uh, it's worked out for us. Mm-hmm. But it just scares me to give up too early on guys like Lazardo and Puck. You know, even Nick Allen, I've heard, is going to be in some trade talk. I, I love Nick Allen. I want to see him play shortstop for us. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird what you do here because I don't know if the A's are going to be that team that goes and gets the big guy like uh, one of the guys I named. So I'm going to say Adam Duvall is a good okay. option for the A's. He doesn't really have that high OBP, but he has a really good at-bat to homer ratio. That's uh, in around 13 right now. And he's been a little hurt this year, a little platoon guy for, mm-hmm. for the Marlins. But he's a guy who's got a lot of yeah. pop. And if he gets hot and he gets going and plays the way that he did last year for Atlanta – It'd be a great thing for the A's to pick up and a power bat in their lineup yeah, for sure. Bay Area guy. He's friends with Kevin. It's true. Now on to our next thing where we have Eloy Jimenez coming back for the Sox. Mm. Louis Bob back on the way for the Sox. Chris Sale coming back for the other Sox. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going on, but let's talk about the Chai Sox. Are they the AL's top contender right now? Their pitching has been amazing and... The guys are coming back, obviously, the outfielders, the big guys. But um, Houston is just miles above them offensively. And today they got the two Penn guys. And it's – I hate to say it, but I think Houston is by far the favorite to come out of the uh, American League this year. Yeah, I'm going to combat a little bit A little bit with that is the Giants Sox have everything going for them right now. I mean, Astros have been good, obviously. They have they don't really have a weak spot in, in their team the Chai Sox, I feel like, just do it better. And if they have Louis Bob and they have Eloy Jimenez and if they make the moves at the deadline that they want to make, then they can definitely be that top team. Uh, but first off, let's or second off, let's yeah. talk about the, the Kendall Graveman trade a little mm-hmm. bit here uh, with the Astros and the Mariners. So these two teams are in, the, in a series right now. The Mariners just yeah. pulled off a crazy comeback last night where they came back from down 7-0 and capped it off with a Dylan Moore grand slam in the eighth inning to take the lead. And then the very next day, Mariners are one game out of uh, that wild card spot just behind the A's, and they trade away debatably one of the best relievers in baseball this year in mm-hmm. Kendall Graveman. Not only away, but trade him away to a team that they're contending with in the Astros. And Jerry Depoto, the GM of the Seattle Mariners, had this to say. He said that right now that standalone trade does not make sense for them. Mm-hmm. But he said with the moves that they want to make and the guys that they want to acquire – it will make sense for them. So that means they're going to maybe send away a big package to go get a guy like Trey Turner and yeah. maybe like Brad Hand or something like that to help reinforce their bullpen. Uh, but, I, I mean, I've watched the Mariners the last few days, and what I've seen from them is they have a very, very deep bullpen. Uh, they have five or six guys that their ERA is sitting in the twos right now. Paul Seawald's been amazing. Casey Sadler's been good. JT Chargois has been good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drew Steckenrider has been good. Every single person has been good in their bullpen for them, except for Rafael Montero, but he's obviously not there anymore. So yeah. they, they get Joe Smith. Uh, maybe they move Toro uh, in the next coming days. But, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's a weird move to make if you're the Mariners. And I know, I mean, we have we've already heard reports that, I mean, the Mariners clubhouse was, was upset. I heard Kendall Graven was crying in the dugout after being hurt. Hearing that he's been traded because he's, I mean, the stuff that that team's doing right now is fun. They're fun yep. to watch. 
Obviously, we don't want them to do good because we're A's fans, but uh, it's it's impossible to ignore how good they've been playing recently. But yeah, it's a weird move. Yeah, to say the least. All right, so I don't like this at all. This doesn't help anybody except for Houston. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the other twenty nine teams are going to be pissed about this. But like you said, there's going to be another move. I believe it was even before I saw this tweet. I believe that. Abraham Toro was needed for another package. If uh, you're familiar with the uh, trade simulator online mm-hmm. for the MLB that has all the values, it's, it's pretty accurate. Uh, to get with Merrifield, who they're high on, the Mariners want to get him, they would have to trade Dylan Moore. They didn't have anyone with that kind of value other than like Julio Rodriguez and Kellenick. Uh, but now they have Toro, who has a similar value. I think, and I'm hoping, because if not, this makes no sense at all, that Toro's going to Kansas City for Whit Merrifield. I mean, I hope this move makes absolutely no sense for the Mariners because I don't <laughs> want them to do good. But as a as a fan of baseball and front offices, just for my sanity. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely one of the biggest questioning. No, it definitely is the most questioning move that we've seen so far. But we're going to talk about some other move now. We're going to yeah. move on a little bit now. Mm. And the move is the Adam Frazier move to the Padres. I mean... Padres are sitting in third place right now, 14 games over 500, a few games back behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a few games back behind the Giants. Giants and Dodgers do have a series that's going to start here in a few hours. But, I mean, does this does this move for the, the Padres help them that much, and does it change the NL West outlook? Adam Frazier is an interesting guy. Uh, he's leading the league in hits right now, but he gets no barrels to the ball. Um, however, it's a good fit for San Diego. Uh, like you said, it makes Hosmer expendable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think that he will play more of a utility role, play some right field, maybe, uh, take Will Myers out of the lineup. He's on pace. This is Frazier that you're talking about? Yeah. He is starting in left field tonight, by the way, for the Padres. Okay. And CAs. Wow. Uh, and... Anyways, where I was going with this, Will Myers is on pace to uh, have his career high in strikeouts. Not a good season for him. Uh, but, you know, he, he had that series against San Francisco that was great. It makes sense. Um, sorry, I lost my notes. Uh, oh, there, yeah, San Diego's not done either is what I was going to finish with. Uh, I said a couple weeks ago my big surprise team was going to be San Diego. A little questionable because they're a great team. But I still feel like they got one more move to make, maybe uh, – Scherzer or Gallo. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting on 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 how this goes in the next uh, few months with those three powerhouses. I feel like because we know the Giants are going to make a big move because I don't. I mean, I don't even think their fans feel like they're set to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they feel like they can compete with those guys, but I don't know if they truly believe that they can beat them in a seven game series when it comes down to the wire because they don't got Baumgartner, they don't got. Uh, the Matt guy that King. they had before, but uh, whatever it is, uh, they're gonna need to go get a guy. Uh, Chris Bryant's been a guy that's been rumored around, but I, Sterling as, far Marte. as it goes for the Padres, I think this move helps the guys like Tatis in the middle of the bat lineup. Uh, guys like or middle of the lineup bats yeah. like Tatis and Machado a lot more because I mean they're not gonna have a dude hitting two sixty in front of them. They're gonna have a guy that is hitting three thirty OBP around four hundred. It's going to create a lot more RBI opportunities for Tatis and Machado. So I think it I think it could get them that second spot. I don't know about that first spot, but with how those the Giants and the mm-hmm. Dodgers have been playing. 
But I, this NOS is so crazy, man. Uh, yeah. But if I had to say, if I had to put my life on something, I'd say that they keep that third spot. Yeah. All right. Now let's do our weekly awards, mm-hmm. and let's get to our bets right after that. First off, player of the week, Skyler. My player of the week is going to be Rafael Devers from the Red Sox. He had 318, four homers, eight RBIs, and he was just so clutch this week. Those Red Sox had a bunch of comeback wins, and he was a big part of that. Yeah, I'm going with a dude who was the only person with more homers than Rafael Devers in the week, and that's Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. He has four homers over his last two games, had five homers over the week. I mean, 30% of his at-bats. And with a home run. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good for him. <laughs> a guy that we saw to do very well in 2018, 2019, but kind of fell off in the 2020 season and so far this year. But, uh, I mean, maybe it's a sign for him uh, to be the guy that he was a few years ago. Yeah, that could be another trade piece. I didn't even think about that. Solaire? I mean, yeah. who knows? We'll see. Uh He's only batting around 190 for the season, though, which be is cheap. interesting. True. <laughs> uh, next up, though, pitcher. My pitcher's going to be Patrick Sandoval from the Angels. Uh, eight and two-thirds inning. Uh, he was throwing a no-hitter up until then. He gave up one hit, one run, 13 Ks. So great week for Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, I was going to go Patrick Sandoval, too, uh, until you said him. So I'll go in a little different direction. Right. I'm going to go sorry. Framber <laughs> Valdez. He went six innings, no hits, no runs. Uh, I don't know how many walks he had, but I believe he had four or five strikeouts. Uh, great start for Framber Valdez, and then he came out of that game, and the Astros blew that no-hitter. So, I mean, yeah. good for us because I fucking hate the Astros, but that's mm-hmm. not the point. Next up, Rookie of the Week. Even though he just made a terrible error in left field, <laughs> I'm still going with Andrew Vaughn from the White Sox. He hit 9 for 20 this week. That's 450. With a homer and four RBIs, the uh, Cal Golden Bear. It's hard uh, not to root for him. I'm going to go with Daniel Lynch, uh, the left-hander for the, the Kansas City Royals. The second Royal that I'm picking here in this mm-hmm. weekly award thing. Uh, he went eight innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, and only four strikeouts. But, I mean, when you throw eight shutout innings in a big league game and you're rookie, that's definitely notable. So, with that being said... Daniel Lynch is my rookie of the week. All right. And now I think it's time that we get to our bets, shall we? Yeah. All right. So last week, our layups both hit. Mine was the Strohs sweeping the Rangers. Having the Strohs, I mean, having a team sweep another doesn't really seem like a layup layup, but it felt like a layup to me, and Mm. they did that. Uh, Next up, Skyler had the Bucs win the NBA Finals. Obviously, that was a very immediate return uh, bet that he made. So uh, he got that correct, obviously. This week, I have Javier Baez not being traded at come the deadline. I, I really don't feel like it makes sense for the Cubs to move him. I mean, he does have free agency pending here in the coming years, but, I mean, I feel like he's he's the guy that seems least likely to trade, even though he's been in a lot of rumors uh, out of the guys like Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo. But Javi Baez, I think, is staying in Chicago. All right, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers over the Pittsburgh Pirates on Thursday. Uh, Milwaukee's up 8 nothing right now already, and they got Freddie Peralta on the bump Thursday. So going with the Brew Crew. Here we go. Our bold predictions did not work out the same way as our layups did. No. Mine was wrong. I had Olsen having three homers over the weekend in Seattle. He had two, but did not get that third one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's got the Bucks winning by... Uh, 20 plus in game six, and they only won by seven. Uh, so an L for both of us mm-hmm. there. Hopefully, we get some of these right. 
I mean, I mean, hopefully Skyler doesn't get his right because that'd suck. Yes. But uh, mine is going to be a blockbuster trade that happens where Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell are packaged together in the same deal and go to a certain team. Obviously, that'd get the Cubs a major prospect yeah. uh, back from whatever team they make that trade with. What team are uh, you thinking? Not not for your bull prediction, the just team, off, off the top of your head. I would think the Giants would be the team that stands out to me. Get I think Dubon. that makes... Uh, not Dubon. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, uh, Elliot Ramos, I think, would be the yeah, guy yeah, that, okay. that they'd okay. trade back in that. But uh, Bryant and Kimbrell... Package together is going to be my bold prediction. Skyler, right. And like this. Kyle said, I don't wish this happens, but it's looking more and more possible every day. Uh, I'm going to say the USA men's basketball team gets no medal. Um, That'd suck. It would suck, but they just have no chemistry right now. Even you know, guys with big names are just not fit for the FIBA rules. You know, they In the NBA, we're used to driving and getting free throws but that that's just not how they play the game over there and there's a lot of teams with nba players that uh are doing great things like luka, luka Doncic. there's uh evan fournier is doing great things in france and uh argentina of course with the ageless louis scola <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i mean that's episode 46 for you guys it was jam-packed it was a long episode it's 100 damn degrees where we're at right mm-hmm. now chilling in Skyler's garage um, no AC. No AC. Don't worry, we grinded it out for you guys. It was a fun episode, though. Episode forty-six. Lee Smith, Aaron Baines, as Kevin yes. said. Our Twitter is at Max Sports. Instagram, Instagram is at Max Sports. YouTube, TikTok is at Immaculate Sports. Mm-hmm. Any final messages, Kevin? Uh, we'll be back next week with some more NBA draft news. Definitely NBA draft news. Trade deadline mm-hmm. moves, mm-hmm. and hopefully some more training camp updates. Yeah. Uh, another thing, hockey, actually. Let's oh. talk, I got a little hockey yeah. thing right here. Mark Andrew Fleury, goalie for the Vegas Knights. So longer the goalie for them. He got traded to the Blackhawks this morning. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, hockey fans, that you had to wait an, until an hour to hear anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I got for you guys. All right, that's going to do it. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jets. Deuces.